they follow me, huh? They think I know the way. Start to control the things. Ball in the solo way. And if you pattern my trend, I make you my protege. Crossing that soldier race. Niggas don't know them days. Take you in back of the buildings. Make you expose your rage. Take you across the tracks. Make you explode the face. Now you official now. But you got a soul to say. I just been cooking that note. I'm about to drop in the fuel. Think if I call it the grand, the people gon' call it the truth. I ain't really trip on the credit. I just paid all of my dues. I just respected the game. Got my name all in the news. Trippin' on all of my moves. Quote me on this, got a lot more to prove. Remember I came in this bitch. Fresh out the county with nothing to lose. On the count of you, but I don't do this shit for nothing. No, 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 not at all. You, but my money rings, money rings. Now you do, oh yeah. So I don't do this shit for nothing. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Joe Little from the Rude Boys. And when I'm riding and sliding, I listen to WeUpRadio.com. Back in this bitch like I never left. Stand for some shit that you never read. Yo, yo, what's That's good? J.J. Cicero in the building. Rocking out with OG DJ Radio. And it's all love. And it's like that. It's like that. So many chances in the For sure is the main set. Fuck living basic, I'm taking risks. Fuck what they saying, I'm saying this. Don't waste your time, it don't make you rich, it don't mean nothing, so fuck them, let's make a grip. Double up, triple up, make assist. Ballin' so hard, you can play a bitch. Lead to the lake if they wanna fish. Make sure them niggas around you stick to the script. This should be written in stone. Yeah, this is DJ A of OG DJ Radio, and you are tuned in to WeUpRadio.com. Yeah, what's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze, host of The Jungle, each and every Friday, live at 6 p.m. Right now, you listen to WeAreRadio.com. This is East Cleveland Councilman Ernest L. Smith, and when I'm chilling at City Hall, I'm listening to WeUpRadio.com. I am Piranha. We up at WeUpRadio.com. I'm here with DJ Goldie. Go check us out. We in Cleveland, Ohio. Tan it up. Ow! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Jilt Radio presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Wrist Work Custom. It's your boy Richie Carlisle. We got Crooked Halo in the mix. What's happening? What's going on? Man, I say, what's going on? Man, shit. <laughs> what's cracking, man? Yo, everything's good over here. Everything's good over here. How's everything going on the west side of things? Same shit, different toilets. No doubt, no doubt. For y'all, you know, for y'all that's listening in, that's not from the Cleveland area, Cleveland is like two different, it's two entirely different spots, man. You got the east side and you got the west side. And, you know, people that's on the west side and the east side have like varying outlooks on life entirely. I mean, it's like, it's, it's really two different planets, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm an east sider. Uh, Halo is definitely a west sider. But we come together, though. We make it happen. That's what makes Juke Radio dope. You know what I'm saying? So today we're going to get into uh, overtime at the job and how for so many of us, my opinion, too many of us, uh, overtime is bay. You know what I'm saying? Overtime is bay. So <laughs> it's definitely needed. And a lot of us aren't able to meet our obligations without, you know, doing the overtime. You know what I'm saying? So that's the main topic of discussion today. Yeah, you know who you have to thank for overtime pay? The motherfucking union. The who? The union. That's who you have to thank for your overtime pay. We talked about unions last week. GM is currently still on strike. Their union uh, is on strike for very good reason. They took, uh, they essentially bailed the company out, gave massive concessions. Uh, several years ago when GM was going to file for bankruptcy, and now GM don't want to give them their shit back. Um, the whole point of unions from the onset was to protect the workers above and beyond any misconduct from the employer. Right. Prior to unionization, they didn't have to give you a 40-hour work week. You could, they could make you come in there at 6 o'clock in the morning and they, you left and they told you you could leave. They didn't have to give you a safe working environment. If you died or cut a finger off, well, they didn't have to provide you with health benefits. Black lung disease, if you're a minor, well. So the overtime the 40-hour work week, um, SMLA, pregnancy leave, a lot of the benefits that we take for freaking granted in these jobs that we're looking for that are not union still provide the benefits of being in a union. Right. So when I see people talk shit on the UAW and, and the unions now, it's like you don't even you, you this is why I hashtag everything country full of dumbasses. You don't even know that's the reason why you can go into whatever job you think you're good at and go in there for forty damn hours a week. Go in there at eight o'clock and leave at five. Get a thirty minute lunch break. Hour lunch break. Man. Go somewhere and drink on the job. Go to Red Robin or Applebee's and get you a couple of three, four shots and take your happy ass back to work. That would not be possible. I know this nigga didn't go get his ass in my bed. 
Oh. Uh, I see assholes like that you every day. Every fucking day. Without union. So overtime, which is time and a half of your working wage over any hours over 40 that you work, is a union benefit. How many of y'all would get up and go to wherever you work at now and they offered absolutely zero overtime? Would you still get up and go Monday? Hell no. Hell no. I mean, but you got a you, you got a good price. You got a good price on your health care benefits. You know, you ain't paying out the ass on that. You know, you might have a decent work environment, a decent work culture, nice big kitchen, cafeteria, vending machines, or open cafe style, like it's a convenience store. You know, you might actually have offices instead of cubicles. They might have. 55, 70-inch TVs playing Netflix and Hulu and video games every day. But no overtime? You might have a really good... But they're not giving you no overtime. Well, okay, you're not giving overtime. See, No, they don't pay overtime. There's no overtime. There's overtime is not something that will ever be a part of your check. And there's no bonus structure. Straight whatever your salary is, whatever your wage out, is. Huh? That's it. 40, hour, 40 hours a week, no bonuses. No overtime. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Poppy. <laughs> no, nah, Poppy. Nah, because the thing is, is that, you know, no matter what your work environment is, overtime, you working over to get projects done, you know, to meet customer demand. I mean, that's a way of life in business. But here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that might be a way of life, but it's not necessarily, it does not have to be. Why? Can you not maximize the time during the 40 hours and pay me what I'm worth, which would be the cost of that overtime? Okay. So if you're making $15 an hour, if you're making $15 an hour, but yet and still you want me to come in here under overtime so I can make, you know, time and a half of that for a little extra eight hours, 16 hours, why are you not paying me that from the beginning? Mm, good question. Good question. Because you're spending out too much money on 70-inch TVs, big-ass kitchens, cafeteria-style vending machines, and, and convenience store shit. A lot of, we talked about this several episodes ago. A lot of shit people don't realize. These companies do not have to provide you with anything other than a workspace. A clean and safe workspace. And even, again, a clean and safe workspace Comes from the union. Hello. So no matter what job you're working in this country, you are benefiting from union practices and union demand. Union, so if you take away all, all of real, that, bro. union wins. You take you take away all of that. How many people will be more than happy to let some illegal immigrants come in here and work in a factory 16, 18 hours a day for like four bucks an hour? Or let them little kids do it for 50 cents like they do in China and, and Bangladesh and every other place in the country where they don't have union. It's not a quote-unquote democracy. They have absolutely no problems 
with <laughs> what is known as human rights violation. Like human rights, man. You child don't get, labor. You don't get to work. Exactly. They, there's no there's no concern giving about your cost of living. Nah. There's no concern giving about inflation and making sure products stay within reasonable uh, speed of everything else. There's none of that that goes on in, in places other than America. Right. I don't um, you know. That's the thing, man. I mean, Even, spots is, is straight pimping. It's like, man, you don't get my money. I mean, straight gorilla. Flatfoot <laughs> exploitation. Well, here's the thing: in Canada and just about every other major oh, country in the world, they have, have what's have called they have a universal they have universal health care. So their citizens are able to get their basic hey, health needs. We have a caller. I'm gonna go ahead and bring her on. Tilt the radio presented by uh, Black Dollar, sponsored by Risk Custom. What's your name? Where you calling from? This is Sharita. I'm calling from Toledo, where the strike is actually going on. Oh! I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a devil's advocate. I'm gonna be a devil's advocate real quick and understand. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna let y'all know something. Y'all gotta understand that. Okay, yes, the, you know what I'm saying they don't have to supply them all those things. But when you got um, a, a workplace where they have the lowest account of safety stuff for the cars, um, car parts pulling off. They got recalls because why? They got people going, like she said, getting drunk on the job. They got people popping pills on the job because of those um, 40-hour work weeks. But you got to understand something. These people are making $21 an hour, $19 an hour, and I get it. They want that money, and I understand that, and they want the right pay. But wait a minute. You at work, basically in the bed, excuse my language, having sex in the bed. You at work, basically half drunk. You at work, high as hell, but you're demanding these things. When you see this stuff firsthand, you like, I can understand why they're kind of pissed off, why they're not giving them 40-hour work weeks. They got, they got gyms there, and, and the union does pay for it. Don't get me wrong, but the union only pays for so much. Like, we understand that we saw the contract, and we know what the, the union pays for. The other stuff, the union don't pay for Most of the stuff GM and Chrysler and everything else pays for, and they, they make it uh, efficient for us, like a swimming pool. They got a basketball hoop and all that other kind of stuff there for us. But at the same time, it's the people who make it bad. And that's why they say no overtime. And on top of that, when you're there doing all that stuff and you half-ass doing your job, who going to want somebody to be doing overtime? You're just going to be doing overtime still doing a half-ass job. <laughs> wow. So, so you're saying that you have a lot of um, uh, ungrateful workers. Ungrateful workers. And I mean, we talked about we talked about that a few episodes ago, where it's not just with these companies and these employers that are that have unions. It's every place of employment, even a non-union right. environment. You're going to have those people that go out. And like we used to do in the mortgage industry and go sit at Shoe Steak 2 and Applebee's or whatever and uh, Wasabi and drink some sake and have a good time. But the whole point, we talked about this last week too, productive, good employees, they don't leave 
being firsthand, seeing it firsthand, there is only 80 percent that actually that actually ain't good workers. And the rest of the 20 percent, that's the ones basically I, I feel needed. Everybody else, and that's, don't that's that. what every job. <laughs> you're gonna have that. On, you're gonna have that in every job sector in this country because, like I said, it doesn't go like this every everywhere else. Right, and so it's, it's like, like they don't. It's messed don't up. It. It's messed up. It's like that because you got people. Because when okay, when they renegotiate the contract, and they're like, either we gonna give y'all this or give y'all this, y'all gotta give us something. When it was renegotiated, okay, we got it. Y'all got the the $21 an hour. That's what we're going to start out base pay, and it's going to be a cap off and all this other kind of stuff. Everybody was excited. Nobody looked at the small print. Like, I'm just, y'all got workers who can barely read and only spell their name and stuff, and y'all demanding all this other kind of stuff. Y'all got to give some leeway now. It's, it's people, y'all got to start doing more, I say, background checks and people who can actually comprehend function and got some common sense. And then you want people on the union, they, they old as dirt, and they demanding all this stuff, but y'all got workers who don't even want to do no work. Yeah, the man that goes to the upper management, because if you know, you know, these type of dumbasses when you see them, when they come in, this is why they want to have, oh, no, they, push they hide themselves well now, they hide themselves well, they want to push towards, especially GM wanting to push towards having temporary workers be more of a core and sending shit to third world countries like Mexico, where right. you don't have right. to give a shit about these employees. Because you know these motherfuckers are stupid, so you're not. Oh yeah, they they, they they at that point now. They at that point. So many they record to... recalls and products and manufacturing and everything all across the entire working sector, the job sector, manufacturing. You've seen a record number of recalls. Food, there's yep. all types of food because these companies don't give a shit about the worker. Period. They would much rather have you in there not being able to read, but you can do the job half-assedly. And yeah, you might have these certain types of benefits, but when push comes to shove, we really don't give a shit because the bottom line is how much more money can we make and not give you shit? Because we want you in here throwing your life away to make us billionaires. What am I getting out of it? That's the whole point of a lot of what we talk about. There's no need to stay with these companies and have that loyalty a generation, two generations ago had. Fuck these companies. They've made it quite clear. And that's what people, that keep, no that's what people keep saying. The but that's what people There's keep no saying. But my city, my city is a factory town. Like, the factories rule here. And it's kind of messed up that it's like that. Like, if you don't have a job in a factory, uh, the city, or a hospital, you broke. Period. And that's that how it was three, out here in Lorraine County with all the fat manufacturing that we had. And we are seeing the ramifications of when all that shit left. Because the bottom line is you can continue to be a manufacturing town and have your bread and butter based on who's going to come in, what factory is going to do, whatever. Or you can move forward and jump into the future and try different types of things. Enable your people to learn skills. It's like with the coal industry. Motherfucker, we gonna run out of coal. It's going to stop. You're not gonna ever be able to forever harvest and mine coal. People need to take the opportunity 
learn different job skills. There's all types of ways we, especially minority people, jump on the small business bandwagon, but we don't support. A lot of that is what built this country. You had people go out on the limb and start their own businesses. That's why you have cities like Toledo and Canton and Lorain County that were manufacturing cities, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years because they right. made those are what was considered those good jobs. You made good money. You could provide right. for your family. Now the idea of that is such a slap in the face to the old rich guys who've been doing it for so long that the people who are now in it don't know what to do. It's like, well, shit, do I need to stay with, the, with, with this and try to work it out? Or do I want to take that leap of faith and try something on my own? And we're at a point now in this country where if it wasn't for this younger generation coming up, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Because a lot of people don't want to take that leap and figure out, well, you know what? Let me try something different. Let me try to figure out how to and make... I, and I keep telling, and I keep talking to my friends because, like, they're front line on it. I'm just, like, behind the scenes or whatever. Y'all got to come to a negotiating point because that's where they're at now. They're at a point where they're ready to take the factory and leave. They're like, mm-hmm. well, shit, we, we, we got a place down here ready for us to build... Like, if y'all don't want to do this, shit, we can leave. And I'm telling them, like, y'all, yeah. y'all got to, yeah. come on, yeah. y'all got to take something. They give it, regardless of the fact of how like fucked up it is. That's like a woman who's in a relationship with a man who, who or a relationship who's with whoever, who's, a, who's getting abused and don't have a pocket piss in and can't leave. You have right. to get to a point where... We need to figure out, well, you know what? If they do take this motherfucker, what are we going to do? There were two black women when the government shut down um, over Christmas and in January. Pies. And they made they pies. Made pies. And they, they, the ability, that shit blew up so much that they quit them government, them good government jobs. And now they have one of the most successful uh, pie chains in in their history, like they yeah. they got record uh, uh, contracts with Kroger, you know what is it? What is it? Piggly Wiggly, the one that's down south, the main one, um, and there's another major southern re- uh, uh, grocery chain. Might yeah, I said it was Kroger, but there was another one. But this is what I'm saying: the idea that people that experienced that last year, especially over the holidays. And all of us that had to wait for them good income taxes, what did that make you do? That's going to make or break you, to show you what type of individual you are. Right. And for those two women, they figured out, you know what, we got a good product. Let's try this. And through word of mouth, they were able to survive and thrive on that. That's what a lot of us are afraid to do. And, and we like, get to this point where we're beholden to these companies we have to be able to turn around and look at that guy and that woman and be like, you know what? Fuck you. Take this motherfucker. I'm gonna be all right. Yeah, but you know, like, you have a Chrysler. You have a you have, you have a slave population in America, though. You have a slave population in America mentally, meaning exactly right. Meaning exactly. they don't have and then, a and then on top of that, like spirit. they're basically they're basically pushing them into a corner. They're like either y'all take this. Or we leaving. We already got a place. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, they're not paying attention to know, like, oh, we can we can strike. No. These people are about to take this factory and say, F y'all. 
and and about to pack up and leave. And we're like, that would be the I biggest mean, like mistake. Said, when when um when the steel mill, when US Steel left Lorraine, when Four Plant left out of Lorraine, when GM left out of Lorraine out here, Flint, I saw through all of that when when they left. And I mean, there was so many families that in here in 2019 are still trying to recover from that. But here's the because thing. Because when you came up, you had, you had two-parent households because somebody worked at a steel mill or worked at Ford GM or, or Chevy, you know. And out here, especially for Lorraine County, because the cost of living was so much cheaper than what it was being out, you know, towards Cleveland, you, you, you were able to make a good living for quite some time. And then you right. had, you know, the 80s, early 90s, and see, when we went to protest Bush Sr., when he raised uh, the tariffs, the tariffs on the steel, that was the beginning of the end for the steel industry. We as a country really still have not recovered from that. Nah. Because you, you know what I'm saying? Because you went and you took what was something that made those jobs and kept those jobs as, quote, good jobs, you went right. and you fucked the worker. And that is where they're at. That's where they're always going to be. When it comes down to money and the worker, it's always going to be the money. This is America. This is a capitalistic right. society. It's exactly, always going to be my exactly. And for I was us, telling, I was telling my friends exactly what you guys were saying. Like, y'all need to take that leap where y'all need to be entrepreneurs and make your own money instead of like yeah. going from that job and trying to get another job, strike out on your own so you can have your own, like your own money. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. I got kids. Okay. I understand that. But you need to that's the reason to do it right there. You got kids. That's your reason to do it. Right. That is your reason to do it. You got kids, you got family, you got a reason. That's your reason. People don't realize they get themselves so many excuses with that slave mentality of what it would take to start a business. You need two hundred and fifty dollars. Most of y'all they're spend not, that. I know they're I not. Um, they're not letting y'all know what's actually going on with the negotiations because GM and Chrysler have only been to two meetings. They're not. Mm-hmm. They 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 are not for the bullshit this time. And I keep telling people. I said they only been in two meetings, y'all. They like, oh, they didn't come to this one. They don't care. They are no, not caring my, anymore. My dad, from, my dad retired from Ford, so we still get all the UAW stuff. And it's like, yeah, they. It, and that's why I'm so adamant for people to understand. Don't. Keep handing yourself the excuse of whatever excuse you come with. Don't get content. Don't get complacent. These companies are right. not for us. They never have but been. The thing is, they though, had to have this. It's, it's, like it's, it's, have it's, like, a, it's like a fed up person in a relationship. It's like a fed up person in a relationship. If, when that when your other when your mate isn't listening and they're not paying attention and they didn't mentally checked out, it's over. It's over. Right. And, yeah. And, and, and you for know, the people who don't understand what we're speaking about, um, UAW signed a contract with General Motors and Chrysler um, for workers to have wonderful pay. Like I'm talking about twenty, like I said, twenty one dollars startup, and it was like a twenty nine dollar thirty dollar cap off for ex- seniors. But it was extremely piss poor medical 
and no overtime. Oh, yeah. They wanted period. to jump that medical up 1,500% or 300% from what they were saying. Right. Because you working in a factory and, and like these young kids are getting arthritis in their hands, they're mm-hmm. getting back problems, and then it's they have to like pay out of pocket and, right, and take it's leave. Like they don't want to acknowledge that that's hard ass work. I told y'all last week, my daddy got me in the Ford. I did that shit for a day like, hell no. This is <laughs> too much hard work for my ass. I can't do this. I'm so sorry. Right. I'm, I don't know. Uh-uh. That's why I give props for everybody that's in manufacturing and that's worked in those types of factories. I did a ten years. I did manufacturing for 15 years. I did manufacturing. Yeah. I did manufacturing in Portland for 15 years. I can't do it no more. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. No. It's a wrap. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's too it's hard. That's hard work. There is nothing easy about that at all. And people think like, okay, yeah, well, they make an X amount of dollars per hour. They fucking should be. Do you know how hard that shit is? They're right. walking around in steel toe boots. Really? Steel toe boots? Do you? If you've never had to work a, a eight hour, let alone a twelve, fourteen hour shift, and in a pair of steel toe boots, steel toe I'm gonna boots. need you to shut up. Them joints is heavy as shit. <laughs> Man, them. them then, I mean, you ain't got no cushioning. No, you ain't got no cushioning oh, for your feet. So, Oh, it's, oh it's, it's, it's terrible. So I definitely understand why they would want to go that way with the benefits because, see, what these companies, and it's not just GM, it's, and it's all of these companies because the NFL is a prime example of not wanting to take care of their employees who suffer right. the, the effects of working for them. That manufacturing shit is hard damn work, and you and are definitely... The- and then the the UAW came with, with a clap back, like, okay, well, we'll give you your medical, but we're going to take your pay down just to pay for it. And they're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean, take my pay down? Like, we're not. I don't. I don't get it. So yeah, now they're that, arguing. They're arguing and negotiating. Like they was like, it's like a push pull thing. And they're like, if you want this medical and this overtime, we have to take your pay down. Period. Man. And everybody's like, no, I don't, I don't want my pay down. The messed up thing about that is it'd be different if they were coming out of that bankruptcy and out of that bailout. But these sons of bitches they had record fucking profits. They got the money, year. though. That's the, that, that, that's the part. They, the exactly. money is not the problem. And that is the thing that people have to understand. Anytime you're dealing with a company at all and then you put record profit the previous year before, but you're telling me in order to get X, Y, I got to give you motherfucking W, U, V. Are you out of your fucking yeah. mind? Are you out? And of that's why people are mind? upset. How about I don't work and here no more? How about that? Or if I do stay at work, how about I put a shitty fucking quality product out there on the market so every time you turn around, you got a goddamn recall. Exactly. And then, like, they're like, okay, they're laughing at the workers because they're like, they're like, they don't understand how, how to the point where we're ready to leave. Like, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. So being the ones, I'm like, y'all, they only been in two meetings. What, what are y'all going to do? What is that supposed to mean? We can strike. They don't care anymore. They do not care if y'all strike anymore. They're like, yes, they do. No, they don't. We have shut down the thing. So now the news ain't broadcasting that they got these foreigners. We don't know if they're illegal or not working in these factories. <laughs> what? They got what? Oh, the, oh, yeah. The news ain't the news ain't broadcast that. They went over the line and got these workers 
working like two two hundred like two hundred and fifty dollars a week to these fifteen hundred dollars um uh every two weeks or every week to the to the real workers. They went and put some workers from temp agencies and whoever yeah. knows to work they stuff because I keep telling yeah. everybody they're preparing to leave. Y'all not understanding they've never done this why, before. That's why they're pushing so much for temporary workers and not yeah. giving them a path to be able to be hired on because if they got to hire them on, that means they got to give them shit they don't want to give them. And when you exactly. have a company that's ready to bail out of the country, let alone your market, that's the first thing they do is start taking away. Why should we continue to pay you? We know at some point we're going to leave. Right. And yeah. that's what it was. So that, and that's the thing with, with, this whole situation and what people got to understand. And that's where a lot of you get a lot of, uh, that's a lot of Trump country uh, uh, mindset too, is that them, them jobs are not coming back. They're not. That's what y'all nope. don't understand. Big companies, they don't want to pay you. They, they don't want to invest in you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want to give you any type of decent health care. All they want to do is get your money some type of way. And if they can't get Period. your money, then go ahead and give me your life for these eight to 12 hours a fucking day, 40 to 60 yep. hours a week. Right. Yep. Under the guise of Period. calling it a good job. And that's yep. where as, as, as patriots, as American citizens in the home of the free land of the brave, free speech and yep. all that other bullshit, you yep. need to understand now is the time to tell these companies, fuck y'all in. Put these temporary-ass people that don't know what they're doing, that don't have no intention of staying with you no type of time so right. you can have a quality product out there in the market and suffer the damage to your reputation because of it. And that's how you start tearing these sons of bitches down. It's hitting them in their motherfucking pocket. Yeah. Because when you put enough shitty quality cars on the on the road, GM, Ford, Chrysler, Ain't nobody gonna buy your product. You have recalls when and, you and things of that sort. Food out and people there. get killed because of the, the product is terrible. And then you exactly. have lawsuits like, oh, maybe I should have paid my worker. <laughs> right. Job right. Or maybe I should have, at the very least, did what freaking McDonald's did. And they said, okay, if y'all want to stay, well, how about we give you some credits and we go ahead and send you to school, to college for a fucking business degree? How about that? There it is. There it is. Yo, we about to hit this commercial break. Uh, we come back. It's going to be more uh, discussion about overtime. Juked Radio. Uh, we are radio.com. You did. What's up, starter artists? It's so is. What's up, all these startup artists? Y'all have a good day. You too. Shoot. Hey, please tell me open that door and shut that door. Boy, big squeeze, and I got the perfect platform to help you promote your brand. Every artist plan on releasing music just allow me to help more people here. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even rap, dude. I flip burgers. <laughs> okay, okay, that's cool too. If you own a business, I can hook you up also. For just one dollar, I can put you together, man. A dollar for real? Yeah, man. Every time I play a commercial or give you a live read on the air, it only costs you one dollar. I hear you, I hear you. 
but why? Why is the commercials only one dollar? Nah, nah, I see what you're saying, bro. But listen, none of us are rich, man. We all struggling together. Listen, I have a platform right now. Maybe you will be able to help me down the road. Who knows? With that being said, there's no minimum purchase. Plus, I'm always accessible on social media. So follow me right now, man. Jungle Radio 389. Rich Zone, trust me. Real talk, I like this, man. Fuck. Yeah, I got like that. $9. Can I get $9 worth? <laughs> All right, good brother. Follow me this way. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. We Are Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Are Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. We Are Radio.com. We Are can it be that it was all so simple then? Or has time written every line? And if we had the chance to do it all again Of the way we were Scattered pictures Of the smile we left behind Smiles we gave oh, to one another For the way we were Life of a cranny, real life 
grimy If niggas know the habits behind me Day one, yo, growing all up in the ghetto Now I'm a weed fiend, jetting the palmetto In Medina, yo, no doubt The guard got crazy clout Pushing a big joint from down south So if you're filthy stacked up Better watch your back and duck Cause these fiends, they got it cracked up Now my man from up north Now he got the law As solid as a rock and crazy soft No jokes, I'm not playing Get his folks Desert Eagle is dick and put him in the yoke. And the note for sure, I got wreck and rip shot. I pointed a cat at his mother's knife. Hurry up. Fuck that. Dedicated to the winners and the losers. Dedicated to all Jeeps and Land Cruisers. Dedicated to the fives, 850 Dedicated to niggas who do drive-bys. Dedicated to the Radio sponsored by uh, Wristwork Custom. Go to www.wristworkcustom.com for all of your exclusive bracelets. Um, you can inbox, you can have something made specifically for your needs and your wants, or you can purchase, you know, from their wide uh, inventory of uh, illustrious uh, wristwear. So, again, www.wristworkcustom.com. Uh, definitely check them out. What's up, y'all? We talking about overtime. We got Crooked Halo on the mic. We also got DJ Goldie Montana in the studio today with us. What up, what up? What up now? So, yeah, man, um, you know, just like we've allowed, we've allowed corporations over the last 30, 40 years. I was not going to say we because we're not baby boys. <laughs> You know, we've allowed mm-hmm. these individuals, these people, to um, to set us back a damn century. You know what I'm saying? In terms of just the overall quality of life here in America. You know, that's, that's so I found um, there's lightweight some breaking news about Amazon. Um, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but earlier this year. Amazon um, ceased all ties with Federal Express. They let their contract with them expire, and they are going, we're going to focus on um, their own type of delivery service in order to get, you know, your your packages. And, you know, Amazon's got drones, they got the two-day shipping, and now they've got... um, one day and same day shipping. So apparently there was an article that was written by BuzzFeed and ProPublica. If you don't know what ProPublica is, everybody knows what BuzzFeed is. But ProPublica, they're actually a nonprofit newsroom, meaning they're not profit, so they're not in it for the money. They're actual they're actual journalists. And they investigate abuses of power in corporations. So if you haven't really been paying any of this story any attention really all year, you know that there has been several cases in the last three years of Amazon drivers either killing or seriously injuring individuals while out on delivery for Amazon. And what one of the guys that was uh, charged, he was in, it was in 
2016, a guy that was a driver for one of Amazon's um, independent contracting companies hit and killed an 84-year-old woman in Chicago, grandmother in Chicago. He was charged with reckless homicide, but he was ultimately acquitted. And the family brought a civil suit that claimed that Amazon put undue pressure on the company, uh, the, the driving company, and its drivers. Um, that suit is actually still pending. And then just in June of last year, a 21-year-old driver, um, he was killed when his van um, cut across the highway, made a, basically made an illegal lane change and got hit by a crash uh, tractor trailer. Um, so what has happened is Amazon is now going to lay off. They, they're firing three of their delivery firms that employed about a little over 2,000 people in eight states. Um, after the, the ProPublica and BuzzFeed published their article, Amazon canceled three of those contracts. Um, one of them is with Impact Shipping Solutions. They're based in Atlanta. They told their state regulators in Georgia and six other states that they were going to lay off 925 employees beginning October 2nd and would cease all delivery services for Amazon by early December. Um, the second contractor was Shared Loman Transport. They said in a court filing last month that their Amazon contract would not be moved, uh, would not be re renewed, I should say, and they called that completely unexpected and caused some serious concern and also said that it would lead to the firing of roughly 200 people in three states. That firm, which is headquartered in Chicago, said it would cease delivering all Amazon packages by September 30th. And then the third company is a company out of San Diego called Letter Ride LLC. They told the labor authorities in California and Texas that in early December, they would begin laying off 897 drivers, dispatchers, and other employees. So the, the article that started all this uh, was focused on the intense financial pressure and deadline pressure that Amazon put on the independent contractors that, who deliver the product and how that can lead to worker mistreatment and threaten public safety. And when you're out here trying to meet a quota and you're killing folks, something's got to change. And Amazon is one of the if not the biggest company right now in the country, and everything that I read and see and hear from people that work for this company, it's, it's worse than working for Walmart. With the unrealistic quotas, especially up here in, uh, at the place in North Randall, and I think there's another one that's over in Twinsburg, and then one down by Canton, I think. Um, those fulfillment centers. And then I had a friend that was a driver last year, but she stopped being a driver because she said something similar. They wanted her to be able to deliver a certain amount of packages, and there was no way she would get it, be able to get it done. 
So that's that's some shit. And the fact that Amazon let their contract with Federal Express expire, now they're really going to be on the hook for anything that comes out of any of these court cases for these independent con- independent contractor delivery firms. And this is where being cheap is going to bite them in the ass. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And here's the because thing, like, you know, we've, we've seen the proliferation of all of these food delivery services. And then, you know, response, you didn't heard all these complaints about people delivering food, eating their shit. <laughs> or all type of stuff. Mm. Well, well, here's the thing, you know, when somebody's doing an Uber Eats delivery, they may only be making like three, four dollars, you know, per delivery. And if you can, and you factor in, you know, the fact that you may be like four, five miles away from the restaurant, you gotta mm-hmm. drive ten minutes to, to get the spot. Dang. Then you sitting for like maybe you could be sitting there for like a half hour waiting on the restaurant to give you the food, and then your delivery is another ten minutes away. So that person that's bringing mm-hmm. you the food, they 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 are not vested at all. In delivering your no. shit. They be putting, sti- they be putting no. stickers on your food now and wrapping it up kind of secure so you can tell if it's been tampered with. Yeah, but that's the thing about it, though. Yeah. That, like, and, 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 and you know, and, and that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why I couldn't do it because I'm definitely eating somebody's stuff. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be late at night. I'm gonna, gonna take a, I'm gonna take a sip of your pop and pop. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. Mm-hmm. But that's the if thing, now, you know, but you take it to the delivery game, you know. In 2014, Amazon started building out um, their network of delivery firms in the U.S. So rather than hire their own drivers, they used contractors. They chose these contractors like those three companies that who in turn they employ the drivers. And even though Amazon controls many aspects of the delivery down to providing, you know, turn-by-turn directions for the drivers, it denies all liability when workers are exploited or people are hurt and and crashes, leaving the contractor on the hook. Now, just like I said before, my friend that was doing it last year, she quit because she, they wanted the, it was unrealistic how many packages they wanted to deliver in the day. And it's so funny because the next part of this article is that the drivers for these firms generally aren't required to have any delivery experience whatsoever and are given just a few days of training before being put on the road. At times in poorly maintained or damaged vans with no markings to indicate they are carrying only Amazon packages. Many drivers report being expected to deliver, to deliver upwards of 300 packages a day pressure that prompts some to skip lunch and urinate in bottles. Some of the businesses have struggled, and at least three Amazon delivery contractors have all filed for bankruptcy protection since 2018. Meanwhile, drivers delivering Amazon packages have been involved in more than 60 serious crashes, including at least 10 that have resulted in fatalities. Numerous contractors have been found by the Labor Department to have underpaid or otherwise exploited workers. Amazon just relies on established logistics firms like Impact with large fleets operating in multiple locations to deliver many of its packages. But in the past year, they've shifted towards smaller firms working out of just one or two delivery stations. 
often these owners of these newer companies have no experience in delivery or as business owners, and some of them rely on the loans from Amazon to start their new company. So what that's saying is Amazon, because you know Amazon will pay you to start a delivery service. They'll loan you out a lot of, they'll loan you out money to do stuff for them. But as you said, no experience in delivery or no experience as a business owner, meaning you're more, much more likely to make a mistake and end up being on the hook for something. You're on the you hook. You have no idea what you're being, what you're doing. And you're on the hook because you didn't take precautions. But you know what this is, though? It's a roundabout way to avoid hiring and paying workers good wages. Exactly. Period. And exactly. You, you, they duck in liability by putting it on. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing. You have, like, over the last 20, 30 years, you had a proliferation of fake-ass businesses. And what I mean by fake-ass businesses is where you, a, a bigger company will, will get deals, uh, deals for you, but we'll have you as an independent contractor and be like, well, yeah, you're a business. No, mm -hmm. you're not. You are an un, you are an underpaid worker with the with, with the with, with the work. with the responsibility <laughs> with the legal right. responsibility of a business, but you are an underpaid worker. And you know what I'm saying? And right. it's, it's it's like the franchisee program on his ear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now in a letter late last month to three US senators senators. Amazon disclosed that it has some 800 delivery firms under contract, but it refused a request from lawmakers, Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, and our favorite Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown to provide the names of those firms calling that information proprietary. Meaning, so then Amazon has the audacity Hold up, bring that back. Bring, hold up, bring that back. Bring that shit back. Yeah. See, this is uh, hold up. This yeah. is how you get fucked, y'all. Say that again, please. Yeah. Say it again. They refused a request from the lawmakers, Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, and Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown to provide the names of those firms calling that information proprietary. That's, so basically that's how they fuck is, you. That's exactly how they fucking you because that's what they're saying is we don't have to tell the government who these 800 firms are because if we do and any one of these 800 firms has a driver that does some fuck shit, we're now under the gun for that. As you should be being the trillion dollar fucking company. That pays no taxes. No taxes and don't pay your people shit. And we allowed it. We we allow it. We allow yeah. it. We allow yeah. it. And then the thing is, is that we've uh, like these people are fucking grifters, and we've allowed the grifters to tell us, well, since you can't grift like me, <laughs> fuck you. Oh wait, wait a minute, because it gets better. So the company shared Logan Loman began delivering for Amazon in 2017. And until recently, they operated out of locations in Illinois, Louisiana, and Maryland. Their owners, Richard uh, Loman and Jeffrey, or I'm sorry, their owners are Jeffrey Sherrod and Richard Loman, Loman who is a, a real estate agent, also a real estate agent. Last December, uh, Sherrod Loman and Amazon were named co-defendants in two federal lawsuits filed by drivers who alleged the company had underpaid them and were seeking class action certification. 
In one of those cases, settlement talks are underway and neither defendant has filed a response. In the other, Shared Bowman hasn't filed a response and Amazon has denied liability because it was not the plaintiff's employer. Uh, a, third employment, a third employment suit was filed against Shared Bowman in August in federal district court for the Northern District of Illinois. In September, in a September 26 filing for that case, the firm said that Amazon had declined to renew its contract but has not yet responded to the claims in the suit. In a brief interview, Loman confirmed that, yes, Amazon had terminated its contract, and he said it was unlikely the business would continue with the e-commerce, e-commerce giant was his company's only client. You know what this sounds like to me? This shit sounds like it's modern-day sharecropping. This Uber, yeah. you know, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all of this modern-day sharecropping, for real. Cause you, you yeah, know. and it's like, the, it's like the Teamsters, and that's why you had so much corruption with the union and all this other shit because you had these companies using the guise of independent contractors and, and shoveling out the business to get away with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Now, court records show that Letter Ride, which was founded in 2015, has been sued at least 13 times in the past 20 months over crashes or allegations of employee mistreatment. Curry's family settled a claim with Letter Ride's insurer and did not file a suit. Letter Ride referred a reporter's call to, about Amazon's decision to terminate its contracts to an attorney who didn't return the call seeking comment. Impact's owner, Leonard Wright, has run various companies in the logistics and shipping business since the 90s. Impact began delivering packages for Amazon in 2015, and Wright has said that the contract brings in 70% of the company's revenue. His firm has shown signs of growing financial strain for some time, in the past several years, Impacts has been sued by employees, lenders, and even its own law firm, all of whom have claimed they were not properly paid. One of these lawsuits brought against Impacts by employees in Ohio who claimed they were underpaid is ongoing, and the plaintiff's attorney in the case, Christopher Widow, said he's considering naming Amazon as a joint employer in the suit. Make no mistake, Regardless of this development, we will continue to pursue these claims vigorously until our clients and the class they seek to represent are paid the wages they are owed. Impacts denied that it failed to pay minimum wage and overtime. Oh, man, if they failed to pay the minimum wage and overtime, oh, they don't have to pay all that. But here's the thing, though. You know, if these companies is, is having their employees sign independent contractor joints, then that's where they might win. And that's my problem with, that's like my major issue. We, as a country, we need to redefine what a business is. Mm-hmm. We need to redefine what it is, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you have employees and what have you. If you have, my thing is if you got three more employees, you need to like be able to do that. You can't, and not be on some old, well, you're an independent contractor type, type situation. You know what I'm saying? It, it needs to be better defined because this is how, this is how the companies fuck you because they're with the other, like Amazon dealing with the, with like a middleman and the middleman probably got people on the uh, independent contract of contract too. You know, talking about this is your mm-hmm. business or whatever. Well, hey, that's why I call it modern day sharecropping. The person that's doing the real work has virtually no chance of becoming the, becoming the man for real. They have no chance of having their own pack. You know what I'm saying? To do that. No. None. 
Because they'll, 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 they'll keep moving the goalposts. Yeah, they'll keep moving the goalposts and shit. Well, you know, and that's the thing that with the for those that don't, are familiar with sharecropping, um, right after uh, the end of the Civil War, when you know black people in America were free, you know, you had people where, you know, the slaves didn't receive anything, no money, no nothing. They was like, well, you're free, and it's like, what am I gonna do? And the old, in the old slave master be like, well, I can't. You can't stay here no more as my, you're not my property, you're your own man. But I still need this work done. So I give you this patch of land and I give you all the supplies or whatever so you can grow your own stuff. Basically, you can still stay in your old spot. But I have to pay you and whatnot and we have to conduct business. Now, if you can meet, meet or exceed these metrics I set for you, then you're going to make money and you'll be able to buy me out. Damn near nobody was able to buy you out <laughs> because each year they have fixed the books and flipped the books and cooked the shit to where no matter what the ex-slave did, they was always in debt. And you fast forward to the day, mm-hmm. all you've all you've seen is companies use that same structure, but they've applied it to other areas of commerce. And the people still do that same swallow when they they realize that they got had. They've been bamboozled. But ain't no option, so they just, they, they still do it. That's the swallow. You know how you stand and be like, but you said, and, but how did you, uh, and then you go, you just look up like, oh. Even, mm. Hold up. That's pimping. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pimping right there. That's all it is. Like, I mean, damn, I got to take this? Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism, particularly mm-hmm. American capitalism, is, is, is nothing. But, this isn't. But a pimp hold down that. This isn't the. I think all business is a pimp hold down that, but that's just me. Well, <laughs> well, it says that this isn't. This isn't the first time that Amazon has elected to cut off um, establishing delivery firms on sh- such short notice. In 2016, it severed ties with a Florida-based firm, VHU Logistics, less than a year after awarding the company its first route. The firm had complained that Amazon wasn't paying its invoices on time, leading it to missing payroll for its drivers. That sparked a federal Department of Labor investigation that found that Amazon bore responsibility for nearly 200 workplace violations. After canceling its contract with VHU, Amazon then sued the delivery company in a bid to recover the back wages the Labor Department ordered they pay and was awarded $296,000 in damages by the court. The two parties ultimately settled the matter. And this past spring, Amazon told uh, the California-based owner of three delivery contractors who would no longer need their services, which the owner said would put 875 drivers out of work. When the owner, Thomas Chen, complained, he said Amazon made an offer of $400,000 as part of a separation agreement, later raised to $800,000 in exchange for signing a non-disclosure agreement and walking away. Chen, who had taken delivery on more than 100 new vans just weeks before being told he was being cut off, refused the, Amazon, uh, refused the offer and sued Amazon. Court records show that the company has not yet responded to that complaint. Amazon is out here on some pure, unadulterated gangster shit. Jeff Bezos gives zero fucks about the workers. Bernie tried to tell folks, and niggas is looking at Bernie like he the problem crazy old man and the, no and the thing is, sometimes the crazy sometimes the crazy person 
a lot of times a crazy person is keeping it real. <laughs> yes. Because the because yes. the game the game that these corporations and and the scrupulous motherfuckers be running on you to most people don't seem normal. Mm. It doesn't seem normal because it's it could because it's morally reprehensible. But somebody that's off mentally will be like, man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> and they'll tell you like, man, this is what they're doing to you. And you'd be like, man, they they they're not doing that to us. They wouldn't do damn, they mm, are doing they it done to it. us. No, it's damn, they done it. They done it. And they doing <laughs> it again. <laughs> How did they, we thought we had our bases cut. We thought they wouldn't be able to do it. How the fuck they did it again? Hold up, Bohica, buddy. Bend over, here it comes again. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a commercial break. It's Jux Radio. We are Fredio.com. Previously on OGDJ Radio. I had a conversation the other day with this girl, and, and she said she saw a girl, and she was like, damn, she got a fat ass. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> why would you say she got a fat ass to me, though? That don't sound like something I want to yeah. hear. You know, I ain't got nothing against homosexuals, but I'm not one, and that sounded kind of homosexual. It sounded a little gay. She was like, well, what you mean? It's there. I can see. I said, well, how would it sound if, as a man, a man came to you and said, damn, look at my dude uh, jogging pants. He rocking the f*** out of them <laughs> <laughs> if like, if another nice, man, that's a nice bulge. Man, if another nigga seen another man's pants and talked about his package, that's gay as hell. That's it ain't no gay. understanding. Yeah, that's gay. That's gay. So and then she said, "I'm not gay." I said, "But that definitely sounded like a homosexual comment." Right. I understand sir. that you appreciate a woman's body, but from my perspective, that wasn't just a comment. That was homoerotic. Right. <laughs> Damn. Homoerotic. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that made me think yeah. of a threesome. Friday night, 4 to 6 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com for OG DJ Radio. Radio. Oh, my God. I love OG DJ Radio. Oh, WeUpRadio.com. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., WeUpRadio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Moop, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gon' play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Moop, 6 to 8, we are Radio.Radio.Com. Topic every man, you hate the radio. I despise what? it. I hate it. Tune in to Clutch Players University. You said who? Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. Yeah, man. When? On Saturday at one. Get out of here. I'm not lying, you said man. Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. When? On Saturday at one. Are you listening? Clutch Players University Saturdays at one. At one. Tune in to them on, on WeUpRadio.com. Clutch Players University Clutch Saturdays players. at one p.m. What's up? Stop tuning in. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com. That's what's up. I, I check. Hey, I'm Danny. A few of you may know me, or at least think you do. But there's so much more than what meets the eye. Cleveland's on Hazel Green is back with another book of amazing tales. Danny's Tales. This self-published author always bring the heat. Follow my girl on Instagram at Hazel Green. That's Hazel with a Y, Green with an E. 216. Twitter, that's the same thing. Holler at him, man. Make sure you support the movement, because it's moving. Also, go to hazelgreen.com and purchase that for the low. I'm sitting here alone. I wish I had someone to help me play with my words. Make sure you enter my world with caution.
What up, everybody? This your girl, Nicole J, host of Clutch Players University, every Saturday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. You're listening to WeUpRadio.com. Sometimes I feel I'm just a disappointment to y'all. Every day I just stay around and I can't be found. Always asking give me some living life like a punk. Times is rough. My auntie got enough problems of her own. Nigga, you supposed to be cold. I agree. I try to be the man I'm supposed to be. But negative fatigue is all you seem to ever see. I admit, I've done some dumb shit. And I'm probably going to do some more. You shouldn't hold that against me, though. Why not? My music's all that I got. But sometimes I'm speaking just this to be manifested. I know you know what I'm gonna say this to you. I get high, but I don't get too high. So what's the limit supposed to be? That must be why you can't get your ass up out the bed before three. You need to get up, get out, cut that bullshit out. Ain't you sick and tired of having to do it out? Damn, what up with all these questions? You act as though you know something I don't. Do you have any suggestions? What up, what up? It's OG DJ Candy Mac. You need to fuck with WeUpRadio.com. This is Gody Montana. You're listening to WeUpRadio.com. Just radio presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Riskwork Custom. Go to www.followblackdollars.org. Find out more about the Follow Black Dollars movement today. Yo, we're talking about overtime, modern day sharecropping, corporate pimping. <laughs> corporate pimping. <laughs> and various other topics that, you know, come out. So uh, You gotta choose a company today. You look like you posing to be chosen. This company got you frozen. Slide on. What? They just pimp you from under the gate. Look at all these packages you can get. Healthcare, medical. But you're not going to be able to use your legs by the time you're 56. 46. <laughs> no question. You may suffer from joint pain for the rest of your old age. Man. And but that's, it, that's the factory jobs, man. But for real, for real, you know, if you work, you know, inside office spaces, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you know the carpal tunnel is real. You know what I'm saying? The carpal tunnel is real. Um, if you, like, you know, if you move in point and click and stuff, what have you. you no, know, I you know. That's your wrist. You, man, you, know, you ain't never been just walking, uh, chilling, and your hand just go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. My, a little spasm? My, my, my right wrist, bruh, bro, that mug, man, that's like an old war injury, man. I've been pointing and clicking so long. But, but be game. Um, so, the star witness in the Amber Geiger trial this past week was, was killed. He was murdered. And over the past six, seven days, the Dallas Police Department has taken part in an epic slander and smear campaign on this man's life. Oh, they, yeah, you talking about They're the- trying to say that this dude was Nino fucking Brown. Uh, not at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they sat at his shit for four hours and then decided to shoot the motherfucker up. Get the fuck out of here. Right. You know, for one, you know, if if he's a star witness in a murder trial against a Dallas Police Department police officer, 
a white female police officer. You mean to tell me that her defense attorney that was paid for by the union, in most like most cases, was unable to pull up this man's background and make that mm -hmm. and, and use that against him in the trial to affect his character? You mean they didn't bring that up during that trial, but all of a sudden he been he been a drug dealer? <laughs> he been a criminal all this time? You know? Oh, we got we got breaking working news. UAW Mack Trucks Union notifies Volvo we plan to go on strike for the first time in 35 years. Following negotiations that have dragged on 10 days past a key deadline, a union representing about 3,500 workers across three states, including the bulk of Mack Trucks Lehigh Valley workforce, has decided to go on strike for the first time in 35 years. In a letter posted late Friday to the UAW Workers Local 677, UAW Secretary-Treasurer Ray Curry informed MAC that the UAW MAC Truck Council has voted to begin a strike at 11.59 p.m. Saturday. The letter notes that employees working at that time will exit the company facilities in an orderly manner. The strike will include MAC's massively, massive assembly plant in Lower McCungie Township, which employs about 2,400 people. Uh, UAW Local 677 members in Allentown and Middletown, Dauphin County, also will be affected, along with UAW, UAW local, loaders, local members in Hagerstown, Maryland, Baltimore, and Jacksonville, Florida. It will be the first strike for MAC since 1984, when a nine-day strike, nine strike added 9,200 workers and kept the U.S. manufacturing plant uh, closed before a tentative agreement was reached. Over the last three months, we've met with company representatives in an effort to address issues raised by our members. We are disappointed that the company failed to provide any substantial offer prior to October 1st expiration date or during any subsequent meeting held during the period in which we extended the contract. In a statement Saturday morning, Mac President said he was surprised and disappointed the UAW decided to strike rather than allow... <laughs> our employees to keep building trucks and engines while the parties continue to negotiate. The positive working relationship between local UAW leadership and management at our facilities is clearly in evidence throughout the negotiations and progress was being made. Once the previous three-year agreement expired at 11.59 p.m. October 1st, the two sides agreed to continue operating under the terms of the agreement of the existing agreement as negotiations progress. As such, the union told its members to report to work as scheduled and await further updates as the day-by-day -day extension uh, neared expiration this at 11.59 p.m. tonight. Uh, with extension deadlines looming, contract talks continue, but now workers will go on strike, something union members voted September 20th to authorize if necessary, a vote that has become a typical part of the negotiating process. While Curry's letter says the union was hoping to avoid a strike, he wrote that the two sides were unable to resolve issues on several topics, including wage increases, health care, and prescription drug coverage, as well as work schedules. We are confident that uh, further discussion of these and other open issues will, progress, will result in progress towards the goal of contract that works for both the company and its employees. So... As we said earlier, these companies, they don't give a shit about none of you. 
None of you. They don't want to pay you. They don't want to make sure you got health care. And if you're sick, they could give a fuck if you get your prescription. See, see, that's the thing about pimping. See, the only for, in order yeah. for you to be a successful pimp is your hoe got to know she a hoe, embrace the fact that she's a hoe, and act accordingly in accordance with being the best hoe she could possibly be. And that's the pimping and hoeing game. So you got workers who being the best workers they can be, being feeling like they being prideful, they feeling like the yeah I've been here twenty years, I've been doing this, I've been, but in the end they they I think people do realize at some point and they block it out, like I'm this company's hoe, like <laughs> I'm getting paid, but at the end of the day I could be replaced at random no matter what position I hold in the company. You feel what I'm saying? They could downsize. They could eliminate my position at random. You feel what I'm saying? So it's definitely the uh, a pimping and hoeing atmosphere. <laughs> and that's why as the hoe, if you're the best hoe there, you got to understand that maybe you need to break out and go hoe on your own and get all your own hoe money. See, it's hard because out here for a pimp. The when they trying to get right, the money the for the rent. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? You know, and pimps don't never give a shit about the hoes. It's always Ever. about the money. You want to see a man? Well, you want to see an amazing transformation? Work for somebody, and why? And first of all, I always thought that no employer will pay an employee enough to live next door to him. Like no. you're not gonna make enough money. But first, you want to try something? Go to your employer and inform them that you're thinking about starting your own business similar to theirs, <laughs> and see how quick you be out of there. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Oh no, what you over here soaking up game? You got to go." Right. They don't like that. They want you to think outside the box if it helps them. But if you get to talking about you about to go over here, that's why that's I never. You know, on a lot of your employer-employee contracts now, any, uh, any innovations you come up with is theirs. Right, exactly. It's supposed to be theirs because you're working under their umbrella. If I'm giving you the job and you're being exposed to all this knowledge and all this stuff and you develop these concepts, ideas, and practices under my umbrella, then I'm attributing anything you do while you're under my umbrella to me. That's the pimping and hoeing game. That's in that's one on one. It sounds like you have quite a bit of experience. I, I may have in, 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 in this field of work. I've visited I've visited multiple opportunities of entrepreneurialism in my life. <laughs> I'm just saying that the, the when when you look at it like that, you gotta think that it's always gonna be a limit on you. Unless you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have a, a, a fence. You're going to come up to this fence, and that's when you wake up. That's when you, every time you hit the fence, you have one of those wake-up moments like, oh, yeah, that's right, I'm a hoe. <laughs> Whenever they change the comp structure. I almost oh, got yeah. carried away. You know what? I'm a great hoe, so I'm about to go in here and oppress my workers because I'm the supervisor, and I just realized again I'm just a supervisor and hoe. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just a the supervisor hoe. Supervisor. The house mama. So let me go in here and fuck with these other hoes. Y'all new bitches. <laughs> and that's what they do. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Man. You got supervisors who go above and beyond to irritate you throughout the course of a day. And for real, for real, sometimes those people don't be too bad of a people. You just happen to be the one they got their sights on. 
You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. They say trauma not transformed is transferred. So you got these supervisors that's mad because they keep hitting the wall that says, hey, I'm a hoe. So they come back and they take their frustration out on their employees. They want to be extra petty, want to do extra to, to to try to impress somebody that don't give a fuck about them, thinking that, okay, I could be a better hoe tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe I get elevated to head bottom bitch. <laughs> I don't know. So, man, so, you know, in terms of talking about the topic here. <laughs> overtime. We so far away. Speaking of overtime, your president lost five court cases yesterday. Did he? Y'all think he really going to get impeached? Uh, I think he's going to quit and take a deal and flee the country. That's what I think. You think he gonna? You think he's gonna uh, like resign? You can resign the presidency. Yeah, it, it, it's not the first time this happened. I think that's eventually that's what he's gonna do. But at the same time, a part of me thinks that you may have to drag him out that boy because as soon as he's not the president no more, the state of New York is, is on his ass. What? Well, for those that haven't been following uh, President Trump, a year or so ago, the state of New York had passed a law to where even if a person is federally pardoned, that federal pardon would have no impact on any state charges that are brought against an individual. Ooh. They made that law specifically for Trump, and they're waiting for him to get out of office because they're going to they're gonna throw his ass up under the jail for a litany of charges. Man, he about to, be, he about to get Saddam Hussein down this. For a plethora. <laughs> a plethora. Yeah, that's the word. Charges, a plethora. For the things that he has done. And uh, Halo has articulated beautifully in past episodes that his family has been fucking the state of New York for over a century. So the government yeah, has, has, it in, has had it in for Trump for the longest. I always th- I, I, I watched a documentary recently about the life of Donald Trump and where he came from. I think it was a Netflix documentary, to be exact. And after watching that, I got a different understanding of Donald Trump, meaning he's the like biggest hypocrite I think I've ever seen in life. <laughs> Why is this some bitch getting airtime? Why the fuck are we talking about Trump? Fuck him. They need right. to kill him. Right. I don't understand. Come from immigrant backgrounds, but you so adamant about keeping immigrants out. That's like the biggest because crab in the white barrel. Immigrants. They don't give a shit about the they don't care about white immigrants. They talking about black and brown immigrants. I understand. That's that. what that's how that's how white that. Europeans have always been. That. What's your answer? Three words. Latinos for Trump. Yeah. Haitians for Trump. You got you, Arabs for Trump. Trump about to get he Trump. about to get Saddam Hussein. He about to be sitting up in a room full of people that well, he put in position, and they gonna be we, like, we "You're a dead man." We got a church. We got a shooting at a church in Immigrant for Trump because people come to America, no matter where they come from. They come to America, they get a bag, and then they want to be, be then they want to act like the white folks that's always been here. Mm. Blacks for Trump. People get a bag and forget and forget and think shit sweet. That's the most retarded. I saw an actual video of these black people somewhere. They had a whole clique of people that was Trump. That was that was was last week. That was young black leaders. Uh, He had spoke spoke with them. It was a room full of um. uh, 
and Candace Owens was the other broad that was there. Yeah, but I mean, but that's the. I thing, just though. can't believe there's a whole bunch of black people gathered together and say we're gonna support Trump. Like I don't get that part at all. Like, well, that well, the, the, that's the thing that goes back to you know the house the house Negro dynamic. Yeah, they, you know the house nigga. You know what I'm saying? Dressed we sick. Yeah, <laughs> we sick and we'll defend. You know what I'm saying? Would, would, would defend the interests of the master at all costs because the house nigga eat the master food, stay, stay in the house. They like the structure. They will, they will sell out everybody <laughs> for those creature comforts. You know what I'm saying? We covered right. that this past week, but it goes back to why you had said, I don't see why Trump as an immigrant will be against immigrants because the thing is, is that when people get a couple dollars, they, they, get, they get amnesia. They get amnesia and forget about the people. See, that's the thing about America. America got a way. I don't give a fuck who you is. Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, whoever you think you are, and however much money you think you are. America will pull you down. They call it the cancel culture now. They will pull you down from whatever high horse you think you sit upon. Because whether you realize or not, this country, the majority still has a high impact on what goes on. These people just be afraid that we're going to organize the majority, that we're going to get a real agenda, and people are going to really stand up and really want to enforce that agenda because well, at the end of the day, it's very possible. That's why they killed Tupac because what got Tupac killed, and it wasn't him whooping that nigga ass in Vegas. What got Tupac killed was the fact that he gave an interview and stated that the only way we would ever accomplish anything was when we had our own political party, had our own banks, our own um, government, that type of thing. That's what got him killed. People don't realize Tupac came from a family. His mother was a Black Panther. The man that was in his place as his father was a Black Panther. He grew up as a child of activists. He knew firsthand what was trying to be done to us in the 60s and 70s and when they introduced crack in the 80s a lot of this shit that these people talk about today is as mythical tales of oh it could never happen no this shit is exactly what did happen at any time any um artist in the history of this country spoke out about bringing together blacks and having their own political party having their own power, they were killed. And that's just plain and simple. Just like what you're seeing in Dallas with this guy all of a sudden supposed to be a goddamn drug kingpin, but y'all had him testifying, and you had you had access to him for months upon months. You know good and damn well he was no drug dealer. This man had a job, just had a baby. It's the seduction yet, of the media, man, that they romanticize. Flash across the media is two and three black guys talking about, oh, well, it was a drive-by retaliation for a drug deal. And there are people out here that are dumb enough to believe that shit because people don't understand and we still don't understand how hard and how quickly and how thorough that propaganda machine is. You can't turn anything on. You can't scroll what on people, Facebook. What people, what people don't understand that about that. One propaganda of the, and not understand that that's what they're seeing and they can't they cannot dis, um, they can't dissuade from actual real shit and propaganda of what you see there's been so many reports that have come out 
about what these other countries are doing where they're representing black people in these so-called pro-Trump sites or representing white people in these incel sites. All this shit is out here, but you got a country full of dumbasses who don't realize that propaganda is no longer like it was World War One, World War Two, where they're dropping leaflets and pamphlets. And every time you go somewhere, you saw the woman with her arm up. That's not what propaganda is anymore. Propaganda is social media. Propaganda Absolutely. is everything that you see. Memes, statues, and posts. Into <laughs> all of your most heinous things that you can't stand about yourself. If you paid any attention to the Cambridge Analytica scandal, which was the company that took all your information from Facebook and basically showed Facebook how to rig your news feed to get certain reactions out of you. If you did not read the, the, the technology that enabled that to happen, you are part of the hashtag country for the dumbass because they have got it. You know how we talked about this was one of the first shows we talked about. And we talked about those personality tests. Essentially, they took that type of information and they plotted and placed different types of shit in your news feed. And they did it for hundreds of millions of people. Everybody that's on Facebook, there's a billion people on Facebook. And people did what people do. They let whatever their prejudices and biases and all of that shit come out and prove to Cambridge Analytica, you know what? This technology works. And in 2016, you had what we had. And you actually have people denying the fact that another country could influence and influence anything here, let alone an election, because of the refusal to believe technology has gotten to where that at. Go through your social media feed. There's a reason why they're no longer in chronological order. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you only see certain people they on your feed. You only see certain types of posts. Exactly. It's that Cambridge Analytica algorithm that allowed Zuckerberg to pick and pinpoint and place exactly what they want on your timeline. That's why when you give permission to use the Facebook app, to use Messenger, to use Instagram, you got to give permission to use the, so they can use your mic and your recorder. Because yes, the shit is recording. It's already, all of this is record. It's public information. They are able to record your shit. They're able to read your text messages. You gave permission for that. So, of course, they know how to put your feed, your news feed, in a place to give you certain stories to make you react a certain type of way. Mm. If you're somebody that doesn't have the ability to be a critical thinker, you're just thinking this is the same shit that I'm seeing every day. How many times have we heard people say, damn, you know, I was just thinking about so-and-so, and the next thing I know, here's an ad on Facebook for it. Or here's an ad on Google for it. Because your phone is listening to you. Everything with modern technology is set up to have you to think that they know what you're going to do. And what can people do with information like that when they know how you're going to vote? They know where you're going to go shopping. Mm. They know where you're going to go. 
that type of information is power. Because when you know how people are going to do certain types of things, you can manipulate them emotionally, visually, physically, Mm. monetarily. And all of this is what is going on on the big picture. Meanwhile, we still as peons of the working class got to deal with these motherfucking companies trying to get out of paying us what we're worth. We posted a meme on our Jick Radio Instagram that said, you ever be sitting at work working hard, and then you realize and sit back like, wait, they ain't paying me enough for that? Yeah. How many of us has that happened to? I've done that plenty of times. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. (laughs) Y'all don't pay me enough to get that good voice every day. Nah. You know? So the idea that people cannot be manipulated or things can't be placed in a way that it can get you to it, you're you're not paying attention, clearly. You haven't been paying attention in the last five years. Because if you've ever seen, and I talk uh, about I wanted to say something earlier, though, about the uh, one guy. What's his name again? The one you said they're trying to make him look like Nino Brown. You know I'm horrible with names. But um, oh, the dude what a lot of people don't realize is he a key witness. He was the main. He was, he was, he was the, the main, main witness. witness. Yeah. If it wasn't yeah. for his testimony, she probably wouldn't have got no time. And, in an appeal situation, when she go back for appeal, if he's not available to do that to get that same testimony, he can get that sentence overturned. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, a good the prosecutor would would admit his previous testimony into evidence. Yeah, but so, still, it's yeah, without saying, him there to influence that, the jury with his face-to-face. Was the prosecutor for the state, they, you know... They on her side to me. But I think everybody is on her side to me, and I don't understand it well, at all. That's, that's what I was going to say, because, as I, like I said, I watched that trial, and the prosecuting team did everything that they could, more than the defense, to plant reasonable doubt. And it, as I'm watching, I'm like, you're, you're the fucking state prosecution. But the only reason why it's going down like that is because this bitch is a cop. It that's is, it. it. See, most of the time you when you a, see you court a, cases. You got, a prosecution team that's court, you got a prosecution team that was cop friendly. You had a judge that was cop friendly. Facts. And you had a blonde haired, blue eyed white bitch sitting there looking semi cute. Like, I could never be a mur- No, throw that bitch the fuck under the jail. All the way. Who the fuck runs and walks into somebody's wrong goddamn house? Get the fuck out of here. Nobody. 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 Bitch, you ain't that motherfucking distraught. And like I told y'all last week, as high and as drunk I done been at point in time, I ain't never been that fucked up to where I done walked into somebody else's shit. Mm. I might have pulled into the wrong driveway, but I knew that shit wasn't my driveway when I opened the door. Right. You know, like, oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> Back out. My bad. I might drive past <laughs> my shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's like, I just don't understand why it's so hard for the world to accept what really is real. 
Like it, it amazes me that how much fake stuff people are willing to accept. Because it's been, dri- it's been because driven, it's it's been driven and driven in people's it's hands easy. for the longest. It's, it's a spell, man. It's but we're in the age of information. We're in the age where things is more transparent than they ever been. It's a gift and a curse. But we're in that age. When you have people, it's called cognitive dissonance. When you have people that get information that goes, essentially goes against everything that they've been taught, that enables, well, it, it triggers something in their brain because they cannot fathom that what they were taught their whole life. Like, here's an example. So most people, you know, will claim themselves as a Christian. Okay. Mm. They will claim to, you know, uh, uh, understand, believe that God in heaven and these folks come back and he created the earth and the seas and seven days and all that comes that goes with that. Okay. So here's the thing. What if, and this was the crux of Scully's character in the X-Files. What happens when you are presented with information that goes against what you were taught? If we get information today that we were created by aliens, if, some, if the aliens make in the atmosphere today, how many people that are Christians are going to have a very, very, very hard time coming to grips with that type of information. It's, How many people will fill themselves? We, How they, many they, people will continue to deny that that is something that's real? Like, no, the government did that. They, I don't believe that, that spaceship is over New York City. That news right. be making stuff up. Exactly. <laughs> and and even, even if it's something that is blatantly in your face cognitive business is the term for you not being able to understand and un- and come to terms with you know what a, that is if how a, if a missile uh, if a missile hit a prison and blew half of the prison off <clears throat> you could come back to that prison in two weeks and still find people in their cell hungry yeah that's because yeah. once you've been conditioned cognitively conditioned <clears throat> it's hard. It, it, everything it's, don't make sense unless it's aligned with your time. conditioning. Like you're free. So, and, that's, and, and, that's, and that's how you know, the slaves of, was when you were saying earlier. Yeah. Happened. It was like, what am I going to do? It's like, you're free. Which one? What you mean? Now, I'm going to go ahead and do the yeah. <laughs> Right, right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and keep being disrespectful because that's all I know. And somehow we living in the projects right next door. <coughs> right next door to the plantation. Yeah. We live in the projects. They just made out of wood up on stilts. But they still the project, still the ghetto over there. You know what you know what I noticed? Like for those that live in Cleveland, <coughs> the Tri C Metro campus mm-hmm. is located right in the projects. Because they want us to get our education locally. They don't want us catching yeah, the bus the and rubbing how elbows people, with their kids. Well, how many people that stay there actually walk across the street and get that knowledge and, you know, change their life? A lot of them started. You know? A lot of them go over there. They try to get their student loans and all that. 
A lot of them started, but not that many completed. You're right. But and, and but the thing is, what, 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 um, what community college is a two-year deal, or if you go part-time, four-year deal, and it's right there. But they 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 got it right there to it's to right so there. the cream can rise to the top. So if you go there and you're a good good student, because my mother got her master's degree and she started off there, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So if you go there and you shine and you rise above, they got someplace else they willing to send you. But at first, just like an entry level type thing, and they wanted to be right there to separate, let you know real quick the pecking order. Like if you not good with education you gonna find out real quick and you ain't gotta go that far you go right across the street in the house that's still i mean all that's i mean education is education anything but, but, you but learn that's gonna help you get a living I grew up there. That can, you know, get you, you know, in a situation where you can improve your life. Right, but it's not, it's not cool. It's not like, and I grew up over there. Like I. I lived in all the projects over there at one point or another, King, Kennedy, the Longwood. So I've seen the community change, and I've seen the the the, uh, the narrative start to shift in certain households, though. You got certain households in the, in, that's, uh, in the ghetto, in the projects, whatever you want to call it, they condition their kids to stay there. Like, it's big families down in the, down the way, and they've been there since I, before I was born. Like, since they built the projects, it's families who've been there. Like, mothers teach their daughters how to sign up for WIC. Mothers teach their daughters how to get stamps. Mothers teach their daughters how to talk to their worker. This is the type of lessons mothers teaching their daughters and sons. Like, fathers teaching their sons how to sell dope and go back to jail. This is the project. This is the product of, this is the product of the environment. This is what the plan was. It's working. The project plan is a big success. We figure if we gave them somewhere to stay, made the rent low, they would love to come stay there, painted the walls, changed the linoleum, they'll come. And what did we do? We came. It's people that's working at great jobs that's living in the project just because the rent cheap or just because they inherited an apartment from their mom. Yeah, making good. I mean, that's the thing about it. See, see the misconceptions that people that live in the projects don't have no money. You got people, like you said, that's making $20, $30. They be having the best project in the projects. Yeah. <laughs> leather furniture, brass and glass. What mother say? Leather, brass, and glass all through the house. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they, they didn't only. They ain't going to leave because that's where they family at. That's where they roots at. That's where they from. They ain't going to leave until the day a bully goes through their window or something, and they be like, oh, I got to get my kids out of here. I can afford it. It's time to go. Yeah. And then that that kicks in for mo for the most case from my observation. Right. You know, I got up out of there because I was fortunate enough to, to, to uh, start to make a little bit of money and change my own narrative. But it's easy to be trapped there. It's easy, like super easy. Like I've sat there and and been around females that I talk to, and I listen to them talk to their kids, and they they talk about stuff that's gonna keep them there instead of stuff that's gonna get them out. Right. Like I gotta call maintenance tomorrow. Listen, when you call maintenance, you tell them I said blah blah blah. Why am I calling maintenance? I need to be going to Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> On my own house, you feel what I'm saying? Going across the street and getting into some sort of a program where I can learn a skill or a trade so 
It's sad to sit back and watch another people oppress your people. It's sad to watch them fall for the trap. It's sad to 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 sit there and you want to help and you want to say stuff, but even when you help and say stuff, you can't even open the door. You look at they the look at open. right. Yeah, they are look at you like, nah, nigga, I'm cool. You go ahead. I wish you the luck. Then when you shine, they go, oh, that was my cousin. That was my brother. Yeah, I get it out. They want to take partial credit for your success when actually they had the opportunity to run with you. They had the opportunity to take off and go where you went, but they chose not to because they limited by their mental uh, chains. This is the chain they talk about breaking. In our minds, we got to let go of what somebody telling us to do. We got to let go of what somebody showing us we should do and let God and the spirit that's within you show you the way. Because you got an inner voice that tell you the right thing well, all the goes, time. It goes back to the, you know, the cognition. It's like, well, you know, I know my, I know, I know my cousin has showed me the different way of life and what have you, but... They told me they want me to stay at work an extra four hours, but they're going to give me half plus what I regularly get. Why would I do that? Why, why, do, do, don't we understand as a people that, we, that our life is our time? Time is our biggest commodity. That's why they pay you wages, because you took time out of your life to help them build their dream. You understand what I'm saying? If you're not an entrepreneur, you're helping somebody else's dream come into fruition and be prosperous, period. Unless you're an entrepreneur. And even if you're an entrepreneur, you still going to wind up helping somebody because you got to buy supplies. You got to do stuff. So you don't know understand. But at least you're cutting out more of the middleman. Yeah. You're taking more of the risk, like bigger the risk. Bigger the bigger the reward. But I understand business ain't for everybody. Some people enjoy being a worker. I mean, but, the thing is that we need workers. You do. And, but, but, you know, the, the beautiful thing about our show and our mission is to speak for the workers. Exactly. We speak for the workers. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, I tell people all the time I'm a great employee. Why? Because I was a great boss, and I still am. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel. I, I try to be balanced with everything. It's right, wrong, and a, a fair way to handle anything. And I at least handle stuff fair. And, and why is Crooked Halo clicking her grinder in the background? <laughs> what is she doing? I say I'm a million percent. <laughs> I see assholes like you every day. Every saying, fucking like, day. It's a different mindset. Like, people who lead, they choose to lead in the way they choose to lead. You feel what I'm saying? Right. If you are a, a, a business owner, you I know business owners that got nothing but love for their employees. You want to see some business owners who care about their employees? Watch that show, Undercover Boss. Watch that show. Sometime when you get a chance, just to see how these multi-millionaire uh, business owners live. They just like me and you. They just one day had a vision and they had the discipline and the uh, stamina to see it through. Nobody's going to get rich quick. Rome wasn't built in the day they said when we was kids. Nobody, if you get go from rags to riches quick, it's going to be gone just as fast. I promise you. If you build that shit slowly and you walk and you and you and you, and you get your weight, weight up, you might not even see it in your lifetime. But if you got something solid in place, maybe your kids will pick it up. Maybe your best friend will pick it up, but it'll keep going. And going and going. 
and going and going. You think the person who started Planters Peanuts or the person who started, what's a big, big, like, the people who started AT&T still around? <laughs> you, think, nah. you know what I'm saying? Big people. What's, you think when Mark Zuckerberg died, Facebook going to fall off? <laughs> what that mean? What? I don't know. You might sell it like old boy. <sighs> But it's still going. But the company is still going to keep mark, going. The, the mark, the I don't think it's ever going to be a time when there's no Facebook. Facebook is the bully of cyber, uh, the world. If you ever world thought Craig? about oh, the world, Craig. I see assholes like you every day. Facebook every and Instagram day. Is, and Twitter rule the world. Social media wise. Did you ever think about this? All the apps in the world, any app just about you can download right now. You can log into it with Facebook. But there's not one, not even one app nowhere that you can log into Facebook with. Facebook don't you don't need nothing to log Facebook is the big dog. Like everybody can log you can log into any app with Facebook, but you can't log into Facebook with no app. Or Google. Or Google. Google is the the the, the big big big. If Facebook is the big dog, Google own the yard. Right. Google is the yard. <laughs> you know? I don't is Google the yard or is Google the uh the yard of the dog. I think the Google is the dog. No, Facebook is the dog. Google is the dog house. And the internet is the yard. That's the way I'd probably put it. Not everybody, though. I got Yahoo. This young girl said, only old heads got Yahoo and AOL. <laughs> Senior citizens got you know, AOL. If you really, really old, you got a Rocket Mail account. What's that? <laughs> I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. Man, that's like some that that's like some rural a rural like white person uh you know address. Rocket mm -mm. Rocket Mail. Uh, it's amazing though what that all oh. iCloud iCloud, it's just a storage space. It's just so they got access. See, I believe they want to know you. Everybody, this is the best. Social media was the best thing they ever came up with to push their agendas, because several things are is going on. They have actual personality profile profiles on people now, from the time they're teens to the adulthood. You understand what I'm saying? I know how your mind was working when you was a teenager, so I don't care how you acting at this interview. I know you. Right. I know you. Like, it's an off-duty cop who works security at one of the clubs where I DJ, and I had the most interesting conversations with this dude while I'm in the back smoking weed. He'll be standing there, we'll be talking, and, and I can see he's clearly flabbergasted at my, he, he's clearly flabbergasted at my, uh, my arrogance in such a way to just blow in his face. 
You know what I'm saying? But he off duty, so he really can't do shit because he employee right here with like me and this ain't his district. But in essence, I could tell that he's mildly offended, but but he he massive with the I don't give a fuck look. But his conversations is we from two different worlds. Like his ideas of the world is to me distorted, and he, my ideas of the world to him is horrific. But it's my everyday reality. My everyday reality to him is like a nightmare. He can't believe that my everyday reality is like this because he's from a sub a suburban area where probably black people were limited. Like you know them areas where you know all the black people at your school. <laughs> <laughs> so his his worldview, he was programmed. That's like eight of them. He was programmed differently. So when he go out to do his job on his route and all that, he see the world through a different set of goggles. You feel what I'm saying? What he think is right might not be considered what we think is right and wrong and vice versa. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like these oppressors, they don't even, they not even on our frequency. The supervisor, I mean, the owners ain't on the worker's frequency. They hire people to be interpreters called supervisors and managers because they don't want to talk to all y'all. So the top, the, what my point is that social media made it where they can talk to all y'all whenever they want to. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I can, I can see who this person is right now. I don't have to do an interview. I can go check this person out. Oh, this what you watch on Pornhub? Oh, this what you into in your spare time? Oh, this your worldview on this and that? I don't think I want you working at my company. You out of here. The part that, the part that perturbs me, that's another good word. The part that perturbs me is how you can be working at a company for five, ten years, and they see you put something on social media, and they don't like it. First of all, who the fuck is they? <laughs> Who is looking on my page at this job to study my posts first? Second, why should what I post on social media impact this company? I can understand if I'm only like, fuck this job. I deserve whatever because I shouldn't have did that. That wasn't cool. You know, the way that's going on right now is um, getting people fired from, from their job, like you said, for like posting racist or... Or sexy or something like, did you see Cheryl? She was she had her booty on the sink in a picture. We need to tell human resources that her breasts were out and well, she had a smiley face on them. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Our supervisor is a, a, a head person in the clan. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and here's the thing, and this is slippery slope, because I'm, not, I, for one, do not – Wanna be working around people that had those worldviews at all? But who's to say that someone looks at my pe my page and may disagree with the way I look at life? Right. And That's why I say it's a go. it's a gift and a curse. Either you got a, a harmonious team of people that's all on the same page, or you can have a random, perf a diverse portfolio of employees. Right. So it's like, so my thing is just that I wouldn't want no one, you know, interfering with my bread and butter because of the way that I look on stuff. Now, that being said, if, if said racist 
is over HR. <laughs> it's people out here now talking about they had to delete their social media accounts because they got a good job. Wow. Because because the uh, employment agreement that you signed with a lot of these companies, um, they have a social media. Agreement. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I never knew that. That's amazing. So, what What would it say? It would. You know, they would. They wouldn't want you to post things on your feed that you know imp- include the company or what have you. Like if you put like a lot of times people like. Facebook asks you what's your name, who you work for, who I work at. Oh, you can't put that. I never put my job in. <laughs> I put my job. What the, nah, I, but the people that do. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and what's funny is that so many people are not savvy enough to notice that. It's like, mm. you don't put your job on your social media because as soon as you say some shit that's, that, that can be taken a certain way or less. Or out of context. Anything? Oh, we're gonna cancel him. Oh, so he works at GM. Do you know that your employer, that your that your employee is a racist piece of shit? Oh no, we didn't. Okay, he's fired. Oh, did you know that your employee supports Black Lives Matter? Independently going. <laughs> when did my per- and I'm not and, and I'm not saying that Black Lives Matter is a racist organization because in my opinion, well, well, my, my thing is that I've been a great employee for five to ten years. I've had no write ups, no incident, no nothing. I've been nothing but the model employee. How can you even consider looking on my Facebook page and using that as a side factor on my performance in the workplace? It's a slippery slope because you know me personally. I don't. I mean, I don't think my opinion is. A person that's a tiki torch bearer and a racist bastard. I don't know people getting fired from McDonald's jobs. If you want to be racist in public or what have you. However, you know, someone may say that because I feel like I'm I'm against, you know, I'm pro-choice. Right. My employer may be pro-life. Oh. They may be pro-life. Oh, you pro-choice? Get the fuck out of here. You don't don't represent our values. Really, their values as the owner. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's goofy. But that's the thing. It's a, it's a slippery slope indeed. I don't know. I've been at this company too long for y'all to be looking on some posts and saying all of a sudden out the blue, since I'm racist, I'm fired. But that's the thing. <laughs> but that's the thing. I was racist I, 10 years ago you know, and been doing a great I job. Was when I walked in the door. I don't even <laughs> talk to these niggers. <laughs> you don't like these niggers. Yeah, but that's bad for business. You remember what we know. said at the water cooler today? You're a racist, too. <laughs> They be like, I'm a racist. You're a racist. Wouldn't you like to be a racist too? <laughs> you got to be a secret, uh, extra. No, you got to be a, a top secret racist now. It's going to come a point where it ain't even worth it to be racist. Just like homosexual agenda. It's not even worth it to be homophobic anymore. Like, it's almost can hurt you if you're. Discovered to be homophobic, it will it, it will, will. You will suffer more consequences of being homophobic than being racist. My cousin said, you don't want to move to Atlanta because the gay people, they run everything and they real aggressive. I said, what does that mean? She said, they talk reckless. Like, who, what? <laughs> I, I still can't get over that, man. I think of it all the time. But that's the thing, man. It's, um... You know, it's, it's it's the appearance. See, a lot of these people that run these big corporations are in fact racist, homophobic, sexist, 
Right. But they don't want their customers to know that. that. So they hurry up and, and get rid of stuff, and they hurry up and, and fabricate stuff to sway your opinion about some bullshit that happened, yeah, like this dude getting killed. If company is racist, sexist, what have you, you know, they drop that gauntlet quickly and be like, man, we got a piece of things. Are you Man, people, <laughs> we forget that the police and the army and, the, you know, the government agencies with armed guns, them the biggest gangs on the planet. And when when people start coming, start testifying against them and outing them, they start coming up missing. That creates a universal fear. And that universal fear is, is then the, the fuel to the outrage. Because people don't like being scared, but for so long. You ain't going to tell me don't move or you're going to shoot. Eventually, I'm going to have to move. You feel what I'm saying? You got to be about what you say you And how the fuck does that mean this have to do with overtime? Because <laughs> I'm still talking about dude getting killed. I'm, it, it, that, I was, like, thinking about him getting killed. That's, that's really fucked, like, in public so fast. At least give us a few weeks after the trial. Well, I guess they ain't want him to do no interviews. Well, here's the thing. They could at least planted some dope on him or something. They they just blatantly killed him as a message to anybody who wanna testify against a cop to me. Sprinkle some crack on him. Yeah, sprinkle some crack on him or something. But, they don't know, sprinkle after at, crack. Epstein, he, was about <laughs> to, he was about to expose a worldwide, you know, uh child and sex trafficking scheme with some of the world's biggest and brightest. So what happens after that? This is the part I'm tripping on. Now that this dude is dead, what Epstein, whatever you said, I ain't good with names. When when he came up, when whatever happened to him happened to him, why did it stop? The investigation, why did it stop? Why didn't nobody else say, what the fuck, and pick that shit up and, and finish exposing that shit? Because they're afraid. Because they were afraid they would be next on the hit list, and it ain't worth it. That's another thing. So you have. I mean, Epstein was a multi-billionaire who was tilting jail. Think about what I just said. How was he in jail? Because he was arrested. How was he arrested? A multi-billionaire. Because I mean. If you do enough dirt, man, you're going to get arrested regardless. Not so much. It's people who do dirt and flee the country. Well, that's the thing about it. You know, you know, like, you know the Me Too movement you know, is, 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 is real. You know what I'm saying? So that was part of it. But the thing is that that man had for us unlimited resources, and he was not only arrested, but he was killed in jail. You know what I'm saying? So what does the, the common man who's going to go up against the machine got coming? I understand. You know I definitely saying? understand what you're saying. So it's, 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 it's a lot. People feel like it ain't worth their life to expose stuff and let it be. But that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, again, last week I was talking about how, like, you know, whenever, like, you know, people talk about these issues that are controversial and... You have a lot of celebrities, black celebrities that get up and do some cool shit. You do have the option of not saying nothing. And I understand if you don't want to risk your life, your career, the things of that sort by saying, by, by taking a stand on the issue. Why do it sound like Crooked Halo watching Young and the Wrestlers are on a date or something? What is you doing? <laughs> 
watching Joe Pender Homicide, honey. I knew she was watching some sleep. I see assholes like you every so day. Love every TV. fucking Something. day. It sounds like some proceedings going on in the background. What's the longest you ever spent working overtime, though? How long? What, what's the longest overtime shift you ever pulled? Because when I tell you this, you're going to trip. I mean, open the, I've worked open the clothes. 16 hours. Double okay, now let me... Yeah. I did, like, double shifts for, like, uh, I think four days straight one time. When I was, like... When I was, like, 17, I had a job at this place called Executive Caterers. And it was it was a real good job. I was a young guy. I had, this was before the internet and... Uh, well, they had probably had internet, but it was before people, companies was hooking to the internet. Everything was still on paper. They had computer systems to punch out the checks and all that. But it wasn't like it is now. No way, shape, form, or fashion when I was 16. So I'm on the clock, right? <laughs> and it's, it's and, and during the holiday season, it's real busy. And they always hire a whole bunch of outside temps and stuff from the temp agencies and stuff. So it'd be congested with a whole lot of strangers in the work spot. Like, who are all these people? And all the other, all of us that work there, work there would always be like, oh, them the temps, you know, it was a different atmosphere. But anyway, the longest time I spent overtime was like, they had this one room where they had like the tablecloths and all the stuff. It was like the decorations room, I think. I went up there. I used to go up there and pull these uh, rows of uh, tablecloths. You know the plastic tablecloths? They have them on rolls. I would pull it over the cut and I would go to sleep under there. <laughs> one day I slept on the clock 24 hours I was there. They told me I couldn't work for two days. <laughs> I, I, I came into work probably like 9 o'clock in the morning. I stayed all day, and when I got tired, I went upstairs and I went to sleep. But I was still on the clock. I woke up. It was like the next day around 5 o'clock in the morning. And I heard them punched out and left. And I, they was like, you work like that? They was looking at me like I was a young soldier. Like I put in that work. <laughs> My overtime was through the roof already. Man. It was like, you cannot work, but for the next two days, they took me off the schedule. They're like, you extremely overworked. You need some rest. I was putting in that work. I was asleep, though. <laughs> I was upstairs sleeping, and nobody ever goes in that room unless they're preparing to set up for these parties. But the parties would already be set up by the time I go up there. So there wasn't no reason for nobody to go in there unless you was going to sleep. Right. And that's why I, I was a little dude then. I mean, it was it was that was the longest I ever stayed on the clock. I, and I wasn't even working. But I think 16 hours probably is the universal overtime maximum. I've, I've known people in the medical field, particularly nurses, that work 24 hours. Or doctors. Yeah, I do but, too. But you know, they have like you know, this, like doctors or even police. Officers. I know nurses do the eighteen hours. And I personally know one. A lot of police officers may work a day. What make them work a day too? They have beds at the station. Well, do. shit, the fire department they. Oh yeah. Three on, three they off, four is, off. Right. <laughs> they got bunk beds in that bed. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's not you know, it's not overtime because it's not a forty hour work. Week. Right, that's what I'm saying. They three on ain't it three or four on, three off or something like that. But hey, overtime what 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 about overtime irritates you the most? If it's mandatory. Yes. 
I hate that. What the fuck is that? Who invented that? Do they have a is it in a? I'm not saying they invented it, but like you are for, for for you to meet customer demand, you have situations where you got to work a month straight, like every day for a month, no dime off. You work your eight hour shift, but you in that boy seven days mm. a week. See, that's why I couldn't do that. If you can't do it, they're gonna fire you. If you be like, look, I ain't done. doing that. Is else? it a clause in my contract to say how many times they can give me mandatory overtime within a year? Depends on the company, but when I worked at uh, I worked at Stouffer's for a while, I worked three months straight. Every day. Every day. You Every day. I don't know why when I looked at you, I was like, "You supposed to be rich." <laughs> I was a temp. <laughs> Is temp code word for slaves? Hey, we need some workers. We need some slaves over here. Call the slave agency. <laughs> We're going to pay them half wages for full wage work. You know, I got you know, two friends. Some of them chemicals flashing your face, you blind. I got one friend who he got his finger cut off. I got one friend who was in the hospital because he got some kind of sickness from some gases or something like that bitch. I've been I've seen all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Right. Miss Halo. Miss Halo, Miss Halo, Paige and Miss Halo. <laughs> so we gotta go ahead at this point and have to show up. What we talking about next week, Halo? What? What we talking about next week? Is he even up to the mic? I can't hear shit he's saying. What are we talking about next week? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking we might want to do pets the, in the workplace. Do the political show. We've been talking about doing the political show for months. Ooh. I think it's a good time to do the political show. You know, really like political show. We're gonna talk politics. 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 I'm gonna be in my office for that one. <laughs> that sounds like a depressing ass conversation. I don't want to hear because the politics in this country is sad. Be, man. We're going to talk about pet. When are we going to talk about pets in the workplace? <laughs> I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. Yo, and on that note, <laughs> hey, we out, y'all. Have fun. Do what you do. Turn up. Don't hurt nobody. I get my thing in action. To be, to see, to feel, to live. To find, to have, to hold. When I use my imagination, I think I plot, I plan, I dream, turning into more creation. I make, I write, I dance, I sing.
of the time.